When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Monday, December the 14th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And... We have got a lot to discuss today. Turn that thing down a little bit. Uh, lots to discuss. We are going to have to change the schedule a little bit for the time being. Um, so here going forward, we're going to be doing it a little bit earlier. we just going to have to see how the days go. So we'll still do the live show. If you can catch us, absolutely, we would certainly appreciate that for you jumping in. Otherwise, you can always grab the podcast. You can rewatch later, etc. cetera. Uh, but we will continue to stream it as we do the show so that you can be a part of the conversation if you would like to be. Uh, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Everything you need to know about us is over there. You can watch the live show Monday, Wednesday, Friday at whatever time we end up doing it. And we will be live on Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube every single time. Make sure that you jump in for that. If you would like to jump in for uh, for the chat, of course, any of those different platforms that I just talked about will populate right there on your screen in the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, I see, I mean, we've got... Quite a few people already watching. Uh, McKinnon said, great day to be an Auburn fan, boys. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what's going on over on the Plains. Um, we are going to recap the NFL weekend that was, or at least the Sunday that was. We already went over what happened on Thursday night with the Pats and the uh, uh, Rams. But, um, but yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. SBRpicks.com slash NCAAF. That is where you can find our college football gambling content this season. We will both have an article up this week. We've had articles every single week. And we do videos on Mondays, uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Saturdays. Had to get my dates straight in my head. Um, over there at 11 a.m. on Saturdays, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, that's when we do our closing line show. Tuesday afternoon, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time is when we do our deep dives and whatnot. This is championship week. we got a lot to talk about in college football. Make sure you join us tomorrow afternoon We'll, uh, we'll rehash all this later on, but sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, or just head over to the YouTube machine and search out SBR Picks. That's the easiest way to find it. Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, what's up, fellas? Yep, we are doing this a touch early. We're glad that we've got some of the regulars in. Again, if you would like to chat, jump into whatever uh, platform you are on. Jump into that chat. It'll populate right there on the screen on this video. Uh, so you will live forever in infamy or whatever else. It will be... Recorded and locked down. 
<laughs> so be careful what you're saying. Um, Chris, let's uh, let's go on and start this bad boy off, and let's talk about Gus Malzahn. Auburn goes ahead and fires him. Now, we all saw the videos, right? We saw what happened with he was dancing in the locker room after the Mississippi State win. It was an ugly, ugly ball game. But the next morning, Auburn comes out and releases that they have let Gus Malzahn go. He will no longer be the head football coach going forward. Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator, is the interim coach for the time being. We'll see if they end up taking a bowl game. A lot of teams have already decided not to. Um, but we, we'll see. We'll see. This is a year that you could probably get away with not playing in one and, and not having it look bad, you know. So, uh, Alonzo Chico said, what up, players? Uh, my Gators disappointed me. Dan Mullen is delusional. Eh, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about that on our podcast a little bit yesterday. Um, yes, if, if you haven't downloaded the podcast, make sure you go subscribe. We do an exclusive podcast on Sundays and Thursdays. Uh, that It's a guide to the weekend and then a recap of the weekend of college football. Uh, so go and make sure you subscribe and leave a nice five-star review. But... Chris, I wanted to get your opinion here. Um, was the time right to let go of Gus Malzahn? Uh, I think so. I think so. That's if you uh, if you don't look at the buyout because we're we're not the ones that paid. We're not paying the money. And they coming out of my money. Yeah, I, I I didn't sign into the dumbass contract to begin with. So that's that's on them. And yeah, I I here's my problem. I say yes, because if you know you're going to fire him, you do it You do it as soon as possible, right? Yes. Yes. All That's right. What I you would. don't go to a bowl game this year. You probably turn that down. Just, just well, I guess you let the players decide if they want to or not. I, I, if I was every one of these schools, if if you go to a bowl game, it's because your team voted to go to a bowl game. Oh, yeah. Boston right? College, when they announced uh, that, that they had decided not to go to a bowl game, right. the players erupted in applause. They yeah, were so because they, 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 yeah, they didn't want to do it, and there's no point in doing it. Here's the deal. You don't fire Gus unless you've got your man. And I think, and I think they've had their man for a long time. I think they've got their man. If you've got your man, <laughs> then you make the deal. You make the move. The, you don't dick around. You don't wait around. I have no idea why you name Steel an interim coach for what? Interim coach to do what? Uh, they, they're not playing next week, right? No, but uh, in two days we have uh, early signing day. Oh, uh, you got to have somebody. An, so, to, so having an interim coach is important. Well, it's it's uh, it's important to um, to keep the football operations running. You have to have somebody that is that is keeping the otherwise. Wouldn't like, that be the athletic director's job, though? Yes, and because no. if you're hang on, because you're trusting Steel to do a good job. What if the coach you hire wants to bring in his own staff and Steel's not a part of that? Then it's perfectly fine. Like it is what no, it is. No, it's Everybody... not because another person you're about to fire has been the person running the place. He doesn't know if he's keeping his job or not. And so why would he be trying to recruit like hell for Auburn? Well, he's not trying to recruit like hell for Auburn right now. He's just trying to keep everything running, right? Like it, the staff. I think the athletic director can do that. The staff has not been fired yet. There's a lot of other jobs inside of the football program that need to be taken care of aside from, you know, I, coaching I them up for that. games, et cetera. I, like, I get that. So that's that's what's going on. The the staff has not been fired yet. Only the head coach. No, so and the, the staff won't be fired until the head coach is hired. Exactly. Because the head coach will evaluate them and see who he wants to keep and who he doesn't. And I get that. I understand all that. My thing is, you just chopped off the head. Athletic director. Look, my job as a manager, when I fired managers under me, I had to go fill that role until I replaced them. 
I don't just take some underling and make them the new manager. I, I did not realize that we were going to get into a discussion about, <laughs> about whether or not we should have interim I don't coaches. Understand, I don't understand the purpose of that because it's not like if you got a game left, you need you need an interim head coach. If you yeah. don't have a game left, you don't need an interim head coach. Well, that's so. Here's the deal: they they have an interim head coach to handle whatever needs to go on inside that program right now. That's that's all it is, and it may just be in name only. It may just be hey, in case something pops up, here you go. Um, I will I will say this: Auburn had one recruit that committed to them in the last six months, so yeah. I doubt that they have a, a big early signing day coming on. I was just about um, to say this is not going to affect that, and I think that that had a lot to do with the firing. Right, it, the, right. the recruiting has just dropped off. Um, I mean, three of their worst, three of their four worst recruiting classes have come in the last four seasons um, under Gus Malzahn. Like, sure. I, uh, in the last 10 years, three of them have come in the last four seasons. So That's right. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. It, recruiting has dropped. Um, their offense has not done well. So this was a, a pretty expected high, or a pretty expected firing. The puzzle pieces are in place for the next guy, right? We have thought for a long time that it's going to be Hugh Freeze. He's over yeah. at Liberty. He's had success against Alabama. He had success at Ole Miss in the SEC. He was one fourth and 25 stop against Arkansas from making it to Atlanta for the first time in Ole Miss history. Like, That's obviously, right. he's got success. And you want to talk about the rogue thing? We, we talk about how perfect of a fit this is. Auburn doesn't care what anybody thinks. Hugh Freeze kind of the same way. They both kind of skirt the rules as far as, or at least they have in the past. Who knows how that's going to look this go-round. But it's a perfect fit. It's absolutely a perfect fit. Both, like, Hugh Freeze um, uses his faith as a selling point. Auburn does the same thing. Sure. It's it's very much a perfect fit, and that's who we 100% believe. Now, there's a lot of stuff that's going to come out in the next week. It'll all be a smoke show. It'll be just for show, right? Just that's so right. that it doesn't look like, hey, we fired Gus because we already had his backup. Like we Correct. You... There's there's optics that are involved they to, here. They have to look like they're doing a search. Exactly. So they'll talk about a search firm, and they'll talk about this and that and blah, 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 blah. But it, it, truth be told, it's going to be Hugh Freeze. The puzzle pieces are in place because they've already talked about, uh, I believe it was Brett McMurphy that got the report that Art Bryles will be the guy at Liberty if Hugh Freeze leaves. Or Hugh Freeze leaves. Um, and Art Bryles this morning went ahead and resigned his post as the high school coach at Mount Vernon, wherever, right? That's right. So he and resigned. he's not resigning if he doesn't already have another job. You got it. You got this it. Is, I'm telling you, all these, I get hit up by people all the time. My boy McKinnon, uh, he's not the only one. Multiple, multiple people hit me up about this Auburn job. I'm connected to some friends. They go to Auburn. And I've tried to tell them, why do you ask me? You know the answer. I've been telling you the answer for three months. You're still asking me the same question. Yes, we talked you know about this. the damn answer. As you think soon, it's going to change? As soon as Hugh Freeze had, you know, what, three wins under his belt this year, this thing was done. This done. was done. You know? D-O-N-E, done. First week of October, done. Called yep. it then. Yeah. No, absolutely. We are the first national show to call that. Yeah, I, I would believe so. ESPN, Yahoo, any of y'all want to call Fox? You want to call us for an interview? We got it. Report it <laughs> first here. October first week. We we knew that this was going down a long, long time when ago. Adam Schefter, when Adam Schefter tweets this thing out, that son of a bitch can take that down <laughs> or give us credit. One of the two. 
It's a, you sound like the rock right now. It's like, it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> oh we my had God. It first. Yes, most certainly. So uh, we can talk about all these other names, you know, Steve Sarkeesian and whatever, right? Uh, Mar- uh, Mario Cristobal. Um, you know, it, Kevin Steele might be an option. Kevin Steele is not Kiffin. an option. Lane, somebody floated that out there. These sports writers are just bad at their jobs. No, it's not, it's not that they're bad. They are just looking for content. They're just throwing, they're lazy. Like, they're, they're lazy. They're they're literally fabricating content, throwing because stuff because they don't want to actually dig and do any journalism. So they'll just make some up. They're they're just writing fiction. They're throwing stuff against the wall, uh, just to see if something sticks. In case something goes crazy at the at the last minute, they want to see if oh maybe I could have, like maybe I predicted something maybe I did da, 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 da. like no 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 that no. that's not how this goes. No, I haven't wavered not once. I've never given you a second or a third name hoping that I get one of them right. I knew the answer in October. Same here. I know the answer in October. Yeah, it hasn't that's, changed. Uh, Michael jumps in. He said uh, they'll say anything to get views. Yeah, that's that's the point, right? Because if they start talking about Mario uh, Cristobal. Then you got Oregon fans that are jumping in trying to figure out what's going on there. If you got Steve Sarkeesian in, right. then you got That's Alabama. Right. They'll fans. lie. They'll like, lie to you to get clicks. We don't ever lie to you. I say some crazy shit, okay? I don't <laughs> deny that, but I'm never gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's it's true. Like we we are going to tell you exactly what we think, and there is no other option here. It is no. Hugh Freeze. They don't fire Gus Malzahn unless they have Hugh Freeze lined up. Period. Unless it's done. You you just uh, this is a man. I will tell you this. This is very much a a man thing that I have found in life. By the way, it, it, and I can speak as it, it's true for me. It's true for many men that I know. So obviously, it's not everybody, but most men don't leave their situation until they have another situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a man. You you, you ain't firing Gus. Is beaten. He's got the best record against Nick Saban out of everybody in the world. Okay. You don't fire him unless you already have your next your next date, your next wife, your yes. next contract done. Yes, it, it's 100% true. So, uh, Michael said nobody holds them accountable when they're wrong, so why not just throw out BS? Oh, that's 100% right. Yeah. Nobody holds media people accountable at all. You are correct about that. Let's, uh, let's move on. I want to talk about Clark Lee really quickly. Okay. Um, Clark Lee... The defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, it has been reported at multiple outlets that it is a done deal. They are holding a team meeting at Notre Dame today. Clark Lee will be the new Vanderbilt football coach. And we don't know if he's going to stay through the playoffs and whatever else or if he's going to go ahead and jet and take over that job in Nashville. Uh, but all in all, like if you're Vanderbilt and you can get Clark Lee, that's a pretty good gig, man. Like That's a pretty good get. This is a home run hire for Vanderbilt, and it really pisses me off because Notre Dame's doing something magical. Yes. And if that defense collapses against Clemson, I'm going to be furious. Yeah, I, I could. I'm going to be furious, yeah. and I'm going to take it out on you, Vanderbilt. You could wait two months, three. Yeah, Clark Lee ain't coming in, you know, in, in, in now, today, and getting some recruits for early signing day. All right? No, it's not that happening. ain't happening. You could have waited until this thing was done. And, and they might still do that, right? No, they're but, not because now the now the cat's out of the bag. Those players in Notre Dame know the truth. Yeah, but are they are they not going to play as hard because their defensive coordinator? It's, not, it's is, not about you. How much time is he spending building his staff at Vanderbilt, and how much time is he spending game planning for Clemson? That's a that's a valid. Point. I don't know the answer to that, by the way. I now now I'm challenging and speaking to this man's character and work ethic, and I don't mean to speak ill against because he's a hell of a coach. Yeah, 
No, just, he's he's done a great job we, this year. Can we just finish the season before we just start saying I'm going to take that job over there? Yeah, I mean, I, I wish that there was a different way that we could go about this, right? I wish that the uh, the NCAA calendar set up differently. And this year is really strange, right? Because yep. any other season, one Notre Dame wouldn't be playing in an ACC championship well, game. Correct. Uh, we don't have to worry about this right. game, but they would still be in the playoff mix. Right, right. They certainly would, but the playoffs would be done well before the February signing day. I'm the okay February with signing the, day. Yes. I, I'm okay with an early signing day. I would have done it before the season even starts. I would not be doing this thing in December. What is the purpose of a late December signing day and then an early February one? Like it I don't know. I don't know. College football is just trying to stay relevant as the NFL and NBA peak back up. Yeah, I they're guess. trying to not lose lose ground, and so you've got because I tell you why this is exactly what it's a manufactured thing by all these sports TV shows and by the game of college football in the sense of they put everything into the playoff, so you've got ninety eight percent of the schools that are no longer like care about football in the month of December, and so you have to have this thing that you put in December for all of the other schools. Okay, I can get with that. I can get with that. Michael said Aggie fans need Notre Dame to beat poor old Clemson one more time. Uh, Yeah, no, most certainly. Most certainly you do. Uh, Either that or have Northwestern pop up, one or the other. Uh, Or or Notre Dame fans just want to see their team finally be a big boy and get the credit for it because they didn't get the credit for it the first time. So now they got to do it twice. That is 100% true. So uh, good grab for Vanderbilt if this uh, does come to fruition. It's, It's been reported. I would have to imagine it is pretty official at this point, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I think it's a, a good hire. I did not know if Clark should have taken this job. I mean, he's still really young, really young. I, I, the, it, it's going to be tough because I do believe Tennessee is working through most of their problems, even if they ever change the coach again or not. Uh, they're getting better. I think Florida and Georgia are really good. I, I just that we see Missouri is a lot better than they are. Vanderbilt's just a hard job. Let's see. He is uh, he is thirty eight years old. Just turned thirty eight. Oh man, that is my age. Yeah, he wow. uh, he he graduated from Vanderbilt in two thousand four. Uh, if you had told me that he would get a job before Mike Elko, uh, I just <laughs> I just just don't understand. Now, it. what are the que- what are the chances that he just doesn't make close to what Elko makes at Notre Dame, though? Because we know that the school salary from him is nothing. Are are the are the boosters paying what some of these other coaches are getting paid for uh, assistance? Ah, and we don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. We, and we'll never know the answer to that because they're a private school. We don't have to disclose that money. That's you know, I don't know. There's I, a world really in which Elko no at A and M is getting paid a lot of damn money. Oh, he is. He's making. That's why, he's that's making why he ain't million. leaving for Vanderbilt. Yeah, but I, well, yeah, I guess Notre Dame probably is not paying near what Elko is making. Yeah, probably. So. Yeah, I, I bet it's half. Yep. I bet it's half. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, Clark Lee did follow Mike Elko from Bowling Green to Wake Forest to Notre Dame, and then when Elko left and took over A and M, Notre Dame offered Lee the defensive coordinator position. He's yep. been the D.C. for three years. And, he's been good, too. Guy's been good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now he is the uh, he is the head coach at Vanderbilt University. So, good luck. Yep, good, good luck. All I can say is good luck because that's a, that's a shit job. It's, it's tough. 
It's tough. Brent you're City. in a good yeah, you're in Brent a good City, spot. I'll take it. I'll if it, if it doesn't work out with him, whatever you're gonna pay him, cut it in half, hire me, I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Uh, let's move on, and let's go ahead and do our recap for the NFL week that was. Um, not a lot of, uh, you know, super interesting games. We're going to kind of fly through some of these. Bad week for the NFL, man. Yeah, a lot of blowouts. I mean, real bad week. A lot of blowouts. Um, not a lot of games that were one possession down, you know, at the end of the game. Uh, Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, Vandy, where head coaches go to die. Yeah, some of them. And then you have some that turn out like James Franklin. So... You know, well, James Franklin is an anomaly, and he agreed. and we talk about Georgia was down, Florida was down, Tennessee was down. It took a very unique circumstance for Vanderbilt to be special. Woo-hoo. Hey, breaking news! Do you see this? No. Washington is out of the Pac-12 title game because of COVID issues. Oregon will face USC on Friday. Oh, oh. interesting, huh? Vindication. So now Oregon. All it took was Mario Cristobal's name being thrown around for a job at Auburn, and Oregon's got to figure out how to boost their claim. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's let's talk about the let's uh, roll. Let's talk about the NFL recap. Where do you want to start? What do you want? What do you want to do? I, with? I'm going to start off with the Bears and the Texans, thirty-six okay. to seven. This was a beatdown. Hey, did you know Mitch Trubisky has got a better winning percentage than uh, Deshaun Watson right now? So so I knew that. I, I don't know if you pay attention to, to my Twitter. You, you 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 like a lot of my stuff a lot of times. We share each other's stuff. Absolutely. Uh, I have I have gotten under the skin of some Texas fans, Texans <laughs> fans. Of course, people in Texas don't really like me a lot anyway. <laughs> um, but which is weird. I love them. So yeah. Uh, I everybody all day Saturday was just feeling so sorry for Deshaun Watson having to play on this shit team, and I said no, sir. No, sir, I will, I will not feel sorry for one Deshaun Watson because next year he would be a free agent. Next year, after next season, he would be a free agent. And they could franchise him, but if he told them, I'm leaving if you franchise me so you have a chance to trade me and get something, then he can kind of pick his location, do the sign and trade. They get something for him, and he gets to walk away from the shitbag team. 
but he chose to sign in September this massive extension, knowing this team has no draft picks, knowing they're up against the salary cap, and knowing that they have no talent whatsoever. Exactly. So I I will not feel sorry for one Deshaun Watson because he was going to get his money next year. Yeah. All he had to do was not sign, and he could play for a winner. But now he's stuck, and the prime of his career will be spent on a dog shit football team. Yes. So I will, I will not feel sorry for one Deshaun Watson. I, will, I love this kid. I will I'm say done. this. Uh, I really, like, the the leader in the clubhouse for that job is Eric Bieniemy. Now, he, he ain't fixing it. I, I don't know that he can. It depends this on who the GM is. This is another black coach getting another terrible job in the NFL with no draft picks and very little uh, cap and asking, uh, why isn't he succeeding? Well, in three years, he's going to get fired, and then the league is going to get a stern talking to. And you know what? Bienemy doesn't need to take this job. He needs to have multiple jobs offered to him. And he needs to take another one. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Like maybe he takes the uh, the Lions job with Matt Stafford. Maybe I don't know where where Bienemy goes, but uh, he seems to be the leader in the clubhouse for the Texans, and that team is putrid. You get beat by the Bears like that. That's a mess. Uh, ben jumps in. He said, "What's up? Listen to the recap yesterday. You got to get the cover three guys on the show this offseason. That would be awesome. Hey, we could. I could probably talk to uh, Chip or uh, or Barton." Um, I've gone back and forth with them. McKinnon said, "Bienemy needs Atlanta." Uh, I, th- I think you've got that backwards. I think that's Atlanta, Atlanta needs Bienemy. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, no. I, if I was Bienemy, I would, I would try to get Magnat. Of course, that's the problem is that would they go to the Andy Reid assistant twice in a row? I'd try to get Magnaggy up and out of, into the wall and out of there, and, and I would want that Bears job. Yeah, because I do believe that you could just go draft a quarterback. There really are a quarterback away from being a really good football team. Yeah, I think, and I think there's going right. to be seven of them out of this draft. Eight. I take any of those seven over any of them in the roster. I draft two of them. <laughs> Did you see what Michael said? No, uh, what happened? But he's risking his life, Chris. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> he is risking his life, but he's getting paid. And and everybody said we got to get that money. Yeah, he would have got that money the year after. And then some dumbass went after me about I don't understand how the franchise rule works and how they could have franchised him twice. I said they'll never do that. It's only happened once. And he was like, Kirk Cousins did it. And then I yeah. said, Yes, once. I said once. You said the one example. What the hell are you talking about? Anyway, people on Twitter are entertaining sometimes. That's but a good word for it. Sure. A good word for it. Uh, K-Storm said, how about them Eagles? Hurts had a great game, but they need to build on this. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, let's roll through some of these other blowouts really quick. Let's go fast. Uh, Cowboys 30, the Bengals 7. Was there anything to, to take out of this? Yep. Uh, I pulled it up right here. <laughs> Every running back on this team not named Ezekiel Elliott averaged more yards than Ezekiel Elliott. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But they get the win, so they're four and nine now. Um, what are what are the standings for the NFC East as it as it sits right now? Uh, I'm pulling it up right this second. NFC East has got game. a six and seven team with Washington, a five yes, and eight sir. team with New York, a four and eight team with the Eagles, four eight and one, and four and nine with the Cowboys. So. They're not as bad as we thought they would be. Like we we we're not gonna have any one loss teams in there. But Do you remember back about week four or five? I had to go look at the date. Your boy went and got a ticket on the football team winning this division. Oh yes, you did. Plus eleven hundred. Plus eleven hundred, baby. Woo! I'm feeling so good. And we're, and we're uh, I need I need some semblance of an offense. I don't know that I can trust Chase Young to be the guy that scores every time. Uh, <laughs> that's not gonna go well for me. Can well, anybody in the Washington football, anybody in the DNC play quarterback at all? If you can, listen, go, go just out call the my boy Ron, just show up, sling it a little bit. I, I need some help. I, I need 
any offense whatsoever. This is a fun football team. That, anyway. that defense is serious. They are, and they have been for a while. They've just had to deal with a bunch of injuries. They ain't got a bunch of injuries now. It's amazing. You clean out that medical staff. You clean out that coaching staff. Ron and Rivera all of a sudden, is, is just a, a leader. He, they have two great defensive coaches. Two great, not good, great defensive coaches. Ron Jack. Rivera and Blackjack Del Rio. And and I, I love this staff. I love what they're doing. They are a quarterback away. They got good young talent on offense. That is a team that is a quarter. They are a trigger man away from being real scary. Yes. Yes, uh, McKinnon jumps in. By needing, I meant that BNME deserves the resources uh, and culture that Atlanta has. No other open head coaching position this year has the team and resources the Falcons have. I truly believe he would be successful there. Well, yeah, uh, between the the Atlanta, the Lions, and the and the and the Texans, that's right. But those aren't the only open jobs when this thing's all said and done. You are correct. You are correct. K Storm said, uh, "Need the Ravens to win by three to win my parlay." Well, uh, here's hoping, brother. Here's hoping. Uh, but no, here's not hoping because Chris wants the Browns to win this. I thing. was just about to so. say, yeah, Gary can <laughs> hope that. I'm not hoping for it. That's hey, I ain't worried about none of it. I ain't worried about none of it. Uh, K, uh, the Brown Yeti said Washington is going to win this, and the D is great because at least they were drafting defensive players. Uh, well, yeah, I mean they drafted a bunch of defensive players, but they made yeah. sure that their defense was uh, stacked with talent. And once they finally got everybody healthy, and they got a decent head coach and a decent, they're better than decent, a good they're, coaching no. staff in there. They're they're good to go. Uh, Michael said, Ron Rivera is legit. I've always liked Del Rio. Miss him in Denver. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, I loved, loved. Ooh. When he was at the Raiders, you know how much I love that team. And then they went and got Gruden, and I thought, well, I'm out on the Raiders now. Yep. There it goes. There it goes. All right. All right uh, next up, Cardinals 26, Giants 7. Um, yeah, this is about what we expected, right? I didn't. But Kyler looked hurt and looked. We always give the excuse that somebody's hurt when they're really bad. He looked bad for like three weeks straight uh this week he didn't look bad no he was 24 out of 35 244 yards one touchdown Kenyon drake had 80 yards rushing on 23 carries with one touchdown and deandre hopkins does what he does you know this is the first game where drake actually had a real good game in a long time oh yes that guy had disappeared for a large section of this season that um I, i will tell you this even in this game i feel like the offensive line has some problems for the Giants? No, for the Cardinals. Oh, for I, the Cardinals. I still I still feel like even though they got a, a massive win here, uh it still feels like there's something just not quite gelling with that offensive line. Um and, and when right. and when Murray is, you know, I, I still don't know that he's super healthy. Um, but when he can't run around and he can't move the pocket as well, that's when it really starts to show up, and that's what it's been for the last however many weeks. So, you know, that may maybe I'm crazy, but that, no, that's what no, I you're saw. not crazy. I mean, he, they, this team is going to go as Murray goes, and and we just need to know, you know, when Murray's going to go. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Chiefs 33, the Dolphins 27. Patrick Mahomes is just ridiculous. Uh, this is the worst game he's had in his career. 20, 24 out of 34, 393 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you, you think this is the worst game? I mean, three interceptions, yeah, but, like, it's a pretty good defense, you know? I, oh, no, no, it's a, not a knock on Miami. They made him play. They shut him down. They kind of dominate this game from the second half on. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Tua, Tua looked all right in this game in a, in a comeback uh, okay. effort. Like, it, it, you know, it, especially in the, co- in the comeback. Yeah. In the comeback. And what was garbage time, sure. Uh, just that, a, first, a, that first that first that first now this is not I'm not a, just trying to hate to hate, man. No, it's okay. That I'm first, just saying that first touchdown looked like 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 
somebody with a handicap was throwing it. That's okay. That's totally fair. All right. That's totally and fair. And that was the only score for 80% of the game. And then you're down by 20 and he comes back late and, and gets a couple of drives going in some, in some garbage time. All right. Okay. He got, he, he got me a cover. He did. He did get the cover. <laughs> he didn't deserve it. He, he covered the seven. It, but he had a cover. But I'm just saying how could, when the chiefs are at their best, there's nobody in the world that can beat this team. They really yes, are playing it on video game, like level easy. Yeah, that's kind of what it seems like. That's absolutely what it seems like. This is like. the worst game Patrick Mahomes has ever had. Uh, and yes. they still kind of kick their ass. Oh, yeah. That, see, that's the scary thing, right? When he plays his worst, they are still, uh, you know, double digits better than pretty much everybody. Everybody else. It's just insane. It's it's almost not fair. The, but it's fun. it is fun as long as you're not going against them. The Buccaneers get a win over the Vikings 26-14. to uh, Dalvin Cook got his 100 yards, but they kind of wrapped him up for the majority of this game. Uh, Bucks only given up 14 points against a team that is very run-heavy. That makes sense to me. We called this on last Wednesday's show. Uh, yep. Makes, uh, makes sense. Uh, Dan Bailey, I, I am surprised he is still alive right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really surprised he didn't get pushed out of the plane. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm I'm not kidding. That dude, caught, he definitely cost everybody the cover because he missed eight points. Nine, oh, yeah. ten points. Sorry. Three was, field uh, goals that are all makeable field goals in the NFL and an extra point. Extra point, yep. And, it, and this ain't like, oh, uh, just he's just a hair off. He's missing these about as bad as you can possibly miss. If I went out there to try to kick a field goal right now, it don't look a whole lot different than what they're paying Dan to do. I, I will I will side with you on that. Uh, for it's, him to be bad. a professional kicker, that was uh, about as poor a performance as you could get. Uh, it, was, yes. it was pretty bad. Uh, jumping into the chat here, Matt said, Murray runs like a little kid that did something wrong. Yeah, that's... Well, that's it's a, because he's small. He yeah. just looks like a little kid. <laughs> McKinnon said, okay, worst game is two tip picks, Chris. Uh, it, like, I, I get it. I get what he's saying. Uh, but, they, I mean... That, that was, is his worst game. Can you name an, a game where he was worse than that? I, I mean, last week they didn't get it into the end zone, and they just settled for a shitload of field goals, but they still, like, moved the offense up and down the field pretty easily. Brown Yeti said 300-plus yards, and that's considered shutting him down. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. I watched this game, and, and I thought, man, he, he was running. Human. He was running for his life for yeah. a lot of that game. That's right. Like, he just was. If this um, offense team had an uh, this this Dolphins team had an offense, they would be scary. Oh, yes. And and they're getting there. They they need. Some, get, oh no no no! They're getting there. This, this they're was the, young. God, this, they're young. This was the best game that Lynn Bowden has played uh, in his career. Like yes. he he finally showed up, and they they started moving him around. He is a utility knife kind of player, and I guess they finally figured that out, or they finally trusted him enough to put him on the field, and he was able to do some uh, some things. So, yeah. um, oh, back to the Bucks Vikings game. We completely got off of that. Oh again. yeah yeah yeah. Go ahead. Um, this was interesting, Tom. Hey, listen, for people who want to criticize Tom. He still got a deep ball. He threw he uh, threw yes. a complete perfect pass, 48 yards in the air on a rope, just, just exactly the way it needs to be for a touchdown. Um, he can still make all the throws. Now, he's missing a lot more throws than he's ever missed. He can still make all the throws, and this defense is real good. Uh, QBR is 83.9 for Tom in this game. 15 out of 23, 196 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I mean, he it, it was a good game. It was a good game was a for good him. Game. So, uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, 225 yards passing and one touchdown. Like, he was okay. 
you know, like he moved the football. I will say that for him. Uh, this was not his usual, you know, just chalk it up to the fact that he throws interceptions and whatever else. He did not throw this game away. Uh, this was more than likely really on on Dan Bailey. So we'll say that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, moving on, the Broncos, 32-27 to 27 winners on the road at Carolina. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what to, what to say. I mean, they, they kind of, they, they dominated this football game. Yeah, they were, they were in lead the entire game. Yeah. At no point in time did they trail. Uh, you know, the, the Panthers took a while to score. They scored a lot in the fourth quarter coming back. We see that a lot in the NFL to make things look closer than they are. Um, Drew Locke had himself a a big game. This is one of those games where be careful what you're looking at because it's not always telling you the truth. Melvin Gordon did go down with an injury. Um, don't know how he's going to be going forward, which I guess they're not really playing for much. No. Uh, I mean, they're five and eight. They, they probably have the second best backup in the league outside of Cleveland with, with Philip Lindsay there. So you're not, it doesn't devastate your team. Doesn't hurt your team. The guy that was just amazing was Hambler. Oh yeah. Two receptions, 86 yards, two touchdowns. I was just about to say two catches, two TDs. And, and you know, it was just pretty good day. It was a definitely a good day. Uh, K storm jumps in the fact that Doug Peterson stated, he still doesn't know who will start against the cards. Blues. We got a lot of Eagles dudes in here. We'll get to them. We will get we're to getting, them. I we're promise. getting there. We're um, getting there. Titans and Jags. I, I called this one. I told you that like, yeah. Derrick Henry, 26 carries, 215 yards, five touchdowns. He's already over 1,500 yards for the season again. Um, he is just a a beast. He's ridiculous. We um, got a Minshew sighting. That was fun. That, I was that, that was definitely that. fun. I, I love, you know, I love Garner. Oh, of course. Uh, hey, Ryan Tannehill in this game, 19 out of 24, 212 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, in his three games against the Jaguars, since he took over as the starter last year, his completion percentage is over 76%. He's, he's thrown for eight touchdowns against the Jags. Yeah, he this, does well against Jacksonville. Yeah, they dominate Jacksonville every time, it feels like. Um, you know, and this was just a run-of-the-mill you know, blowout. Uh, Colts, 44-27 to over to the Raiders. The Raiders fired their defensive coordinator after this. Um and and I guess he probably deserved it because Jonathan Taylor has not busted loose on really anybody. Twenty carries, one hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns. I, I mean, this was uh, a, a bludgeoning. Like it, it really was. It, it was not even close. Um, you know, good game for uh, for the Colts. Philip Rivers, two hundred forty four yards, two touchdowns. You know, at, uh, all in all, like everybody got whatever they wanted against that Raiders defense. Uh, Raiders now sitting at seven and six, and their playoff hopes are dwindling. Every single uh, thank me for my service that Minshew will be in Cleveland soon. I wouldn't hate that as a backup. That wouldn't devastate me or, or upset me at all. Nope, I could get down with that. I could get so down with that. So I will tell you this: in this game, I'm trying to find it, but anyway, it was either more or uh, I'm trying to see the DB. We had the catch of the year in this game. That interception that Derek Carr threw in this yeah. game was. Unbelievable. I think it was more that caught it. 
I like to tweet about it and, and now I'm trying to find it and I'm, I'm not able to, it doesn't matter. There was a, there was an interception in this game where we had like an Odell Beckham one hand it. It was from a defensive player and it was just snagging it straight out of the hand. He just threw his hand right between the two hands of the receiver and just took the ball away. It was pretty unbelievable. If you hadn't seen it, go look at it. You can find it on Twitter somewhere. Um, Let's see, was, it, uh, was it Willis or Kenny Moore? I was about to say it was either Willis or Moore. Those are the two guys that got interceptions. I can't remember which one had the unbelievable one. So, anyway, neither here nor there. But we can move on. Um, that was the only thing that was exciting about that game. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, we'll, we'll just mention this one in passing. The Seahawks, 40-3 to over the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, you know, we, we, it, you fire Greg Williams. You don't have a D.C. going into this game. That's not where you want to be when you got the Seahawks coming up. Even if Greg Williams is not very good at his job, it's still better than not having one. So, you know, I... This was just ridiculous. So the Jets are three games away from being absolutely perfect on the season. Uh, ben Laflam says, "Has the Gruden experiment failed yet?" Uh, no, I mean they're still seven and six. Like I think, I think they're all right. It's just yeah, they're okay. They're okay. They're they're. I don't. I'm going to call it. And his ten years as the ten year hundred million dollar guy, I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl. But I think they'll be half and half, fifty fifty on making the playoffs. 50-50 on the playoffs, okay. Yeah, I do think the team's got a lot of talent, and they're getting there. And and also, I got a little inkling that we're going to expand the playoffs for money's sake in the NFL. So uh, More than likely. More than likely. Uh, Packers 31, Lions 24. Um, I really thought for a large portion of this game that, that my 7.5 was going to cover. And and obviously, I was incorrect about that. Um, so Lions it, team has got fight, man. When as, as soon as Patricia was gone, they they just look different. They fight like hell. They're not good, but they fight, man. They're are hard they, to beat. They're hard to kill. Yeah, you are correct about that. Uh, field goal with a minute forty nine left, cut this thing to seven, and that uh, that hurt me. It hurt my soul. So, and Mason Crosby kicked one with three thirty left to go up by ten. I thought that was all she wrote. I thought yep. I got the cover. No, um, man. Is Lions is. team going to drive and score, baby. They drive and score fast. Um, let's talk right quick. I, I'm going to bring up two games before we get to the Eagles and the Saints. Uh, okay. Chargers 20 and the Falcons 17. This was um, this was a fairly good game, I guess. Uh, Matt Ryan throwing uh, an interception in the fourth quarter cost them this game. And I don't know what to think about Matt Ryan anymore. they uh, got to move on from him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's... Getting on up there. New new and, coach, new life, new everything. They got to move on. Yeah, they, they really do. Uh, the Chargers, so Justin Herbert finally gets another win. It, it was several weeks, and this is a nice bounce back from a 45 to nothing beatdown a couple of weeks ago against, uh, or no, last week against um, the Patriots. So, you know, they, they looked better in this spot, and cheers to them. Cheers to them. Uh, Washington. Washington 23 to 15 over the 49ers. 49ers are now 5 and 8. Um, not good. Their, their record at quote-unquote home, is 1-6 this year. <laughs> like, it's really it's really weird. Um, but, you know, at Washington, did what they had to do. Uh, J.D. McKissick, 11 carries, 68 yards. You know, the running game, they found something with it. Um, I don't know. At, this, they, was, this was a bad offense all the way around. Yeah, just on both but sides. Just, yeah, I was about to say, just total yards is just terrible. Lots of turnovers, lots of, lots of just all defense, all defense and, and field goals. So Yes, I agree. Um, before we get to the Sunday night game, the Saints and the Eagles. The Eagles 24, the Saints 21, and, you know, Taysom Hill, the numbers look okay. 
uh, until you look at the interception, uh, they could not run the football really. You know, 20 carries, 96 yards, that's not bad. 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, I, this was this was weird. Taysom Hill got sacked five times. Jalen Hurts comes out 17 out of 30, 167 yards, one touchdown, and he ran the ball 18 times for 106 yards, and Miles Sanders ran 14 times for 115 yards and two touchdowns. So they averaged 6.8 yards a carry. They had 246 yards of rushing offense and then passed for another 167. The Eagles look like a significantly better team with Hurts as their quarterback, and it may have just been a one-game kind of thing because they didn't know what to expect with Jalen Hurts in there, but you, you have to... For Doug Peterson to come out and say, I, I don't know who's going to be the starter next week. Um, I think that's just shell games. I guess, but but they I didn't he, do it last I think week. He do, I think he does know. I mean, last week, he came out and said immediately, hey, Jalen Hurts is our starter. He said it like Sunday night last week. So the Saints had all week to prep for Jalen Hurts. But I don't but I don't I can't explain this. Okay? It makes I don't no think sense. Doug Peterson's I don't think Doug Peterson's a good coach. I didn't know a long time ago. I thought he was a product. Nobody has rode the jock of anybody like Doug Peterson has rode the jock of Frank Wright. Okay. Yeah. That's just the truth. Frank that's, Wright that's won him a Super Bowl. Truth. And um that's it. Yeah. It so with 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 saying that, the the best thing, the best friend for a running back is a running quarterback. Okay. Yeah. I say this all the time. You, you've got enough videotape to, to, to prove it at the college level, at the NFL level. It is significantly easier to run the football as a running back if the other team has to worry about the quarterback running it also. They can't shut both of you down. It's just not possible. The Saints haven't given up a 100-yard rusher all year, and everybody's freaking out because this game they gave up two. And I thought that made complete sense because I understand how running quarterbacks make the running game so much harder to defend. Um, I don't, I don't do this shit for a living. And I know this, it bothers me that other people don't know this. Uh, So neither here nor there. I don't know how to stop it. I do think they are better with this game. It's just going to be running the football all day long. I mean, they're going to look a lot like the Patriots look. Yeah. You have going to be games where they're going to be able to, to catch people, and there's going to be games where they're going to be able to to uh, to get shut down and can't do anything. Yeah, they they will they will be blown out if they ever get behind. They yeah, are in it, massive trouble. And this trouble. is the Saints' problem, by the way. As soon as they got down by 17 points, it's over. Yeah, because they can't throw the ball down the field to catch up. Exactly. I mean, you're you're 100 right. So my question about the Saints is this: I want to get on the, them for a minute. At what point do they go to Jameis? At what point are these coaches so damn hard-headed? Because you got the same thing in Sean Payton as you do with Bill Belichick. The guy you got doesn't look good. What is the logic and reasoning between not giving the shot to the guy behind him? Just a chance. So One chance. I, I, will, I will say this. They, they were 3-0 and with Taysom. Or was it four? I agree. Um, and that's, no, they were 3-0. And, and so, so that's the deal, right? Is uh, Okay, we... We think that but we're you're winning. 3-0, barely winning games. Exactly. You know your offense has completely disappeared. You're not At dominating. At what point do you say, in this game, we're down by 17 and our offense looks like dog shit. Let's let the guy come in and throw the football, throw it. Yeah, and they, they came out in the third quarter and cut that thing down to 17-14. to 14. That's um, right. But they man, fought, but... That, that's the thing. Like, once you get down, you know, if you don't have an explosive passing game, it, you're, you're kind of in trouble. And I mean, this thing was really twenty-four to fourteen to, because, like, 
to catch up, you're eating clock as well, and the, and the clock is not really your friend. Exactly, exactly. I it, I don't know that the Saints have a lot to to worry about just yet, but the way that the offenses are going in the NFL, like I don't know that you can win with these types of quarterbacks. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. I um, agree. <laughs> Matt said Jameis can get them to eat that W. Yeah. There you go. Uh, 1K Family said, I love this show. What's the best bet for tonight? Uh, Ravens-Browns, what What do you like for this evening before we get to the I like the Brownies. Football? I think we're going to win the football game. I think we're going to end up taking first place when it's all said and done. I think Ooh. we're winning the division. Okay, okay. I can get down I think with the this. Steelers have one win in them, and it's against the Bengals. After that, they're going to lose out. I can get down with it. A cheers to it. If, if that happened, man, could you imagine? They, they may as well just go ahead and build a statue to, to Stefanski. I mean, good gracious. If he can find a way to win a division with uh, Baker Mayfield, if he can win a division where the Steelers started the season eleven and zero, that that's pretty much. Now I'll tell you this: a lot of that's all fandom. Okay, listen, you can do whatever the hell you want with your money. All right, I know what I'm doing. Mine, I'm taking the points. Uh, and it, it's that's fair. My logic is this: I think it's going to be a tight game. You can get the hook. Take the. I'm taking the points. Makes sense. Uh, Ryan comes in. I thought the Saints recovered the onside kick. So. That was tough to tell. I I thought the other way. Like, when I watched it, like, because I had to go back and watch. You and I were recording yep. uh, when, yep. when the onside kick was going on. But when I went back and watched it, I mean, it looked to me like the Eagles got that thing. Um, but maybe, I mean, who knows? I, I thought I thought he got it, too. But I'll, at the same time, like, I'm not going to – it wasn't so clear that I'm going to be upset either way you call it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ryan asked, Chris, does your boy Nick Chubb go for 100 rushing yards tonight? I don't know. This is one defense that can probably slow him I, down. I was going to say, this is, the reason the, this is the reason the Browns got destroyed so badly against the Ravens the first time they played. If the Browns can't run the football, the Browns can't play football. Yeah. that's it, It's very difficult to do. I mean, you saw it against the Ravens in the first game. It was 40-6. to six. Um, But, I mean, that was the first game of the year. I think they have adjusted their schemes a little bit. I think they'll be better suited in this spot. I'm, I'm going to take the hook and, and go with the Browns as well. Um, but that's, you know, who who knows, right? These games are always kind of crazy. Uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. This was the Sunday night football game, and this will wrap up the show. Uh, Pittsburgh loses 26-15 to 15 on Sunday night football, and it wasn't even that close. Like, it, this, it, it, it was an 11-point, you know, final tally, but... This was not a close football game. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, 21 out of 37, 187 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. He looked putrid. The Bills' defense shut down that running game. Um, I mean, it, it. I was surprised at this. They only ran the ball 17 times, the Steelers did, uh, for 47 yards. And it's not like they were down a lot um, until the third quarter. Third quarter, you know, Buffalo scores two touchdowns and kind of puts this thing away. And the Steelers are kind of in one of those spots that we just talked about with the Saints and with the Eagles. That that offense ain't explosive. Nope. So if their defense gets shut down, and I talked about Bud Dupree being very, very important for this defense. Uh, it, without him, they got some issues, man. They yeah. they got major league problems. So there's a there's a there's a big Steeler fan that I listen to all the time. He, he's he's a really funny, quirky, goofy guy. Uh, it, I don't know if he, he's, his name's Dave Damashak. He goes on with Cousin Sal all the time. He's really funny. Anyway, I I find him to be funny. Let's say that funny is a pretty subjective thing. Uh, it, in, and he talks about the philosophy of Jenga pieces and how 
some teams can lose a ton of guys, but if the right guys are there, the power still holds. And some guys can teams can lose one guy and everything collapses. And he believes that so much of the Steelers defense is built upon what they are able to do around Bud Dupree. And he's the Jenga piece. While that defense, everybody else is still there. You still got Mika. You still got TJ. You still got all these other guys. Bud Dupree is the Jenga piece that holds the tower up. And the the problem that I have with that is I agree with him. That means we never, ever, 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 ever need to speak of TJ Watt's name in Defensive Player of the Year or Mika Fitzpatrick's. Because if you're not the Jenga piece that holds the thing up and you the team can win or lose without you, then you can't you can't ever have that award. I I tend to agree with that. Like you can get a lot of stats on defense. Uh, yes, but but, but you get them because the other people exactly. wreak havoc. And Aaron Donald is the quintessential, you know, wonder boy for this. Oh yeah, he doesn't get a lot of tackles. He doesn't get a lot of sacks because he's double because and triple team. Because he play well, and because he plays in the middle of the line, Agreed. and that's the single hardest place to get through. But and but but what I'm saying is he gets double teamed and triple teamed. That leaves an open spot for somebody else. For somebody else, that's right. That's for right. For two somebody else's, and and that's where you're seeing all of a sudden T.J. Watts looks normal, and yeah. he you know they're able to to get the ball out without him wreaking havoc and all this other stuff. Well, what changed? Hey, maybe we should start giving half of his his numbers to to Dupree. So it's, so it's that kind of thing. I think the Jenga piece has fallen. I think this Bills team, uh, 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 Steelers team is in trouble. Oh, they, they certainly are because I thought they were fraudulent to begin with, by the way, they already lost uh, Devin Bush for the year. And he's a pretty important piece as well. They were able to, you know, kind of fix some things. They put some duct tape on it and whatever. They were able to, to continue winning. Uh, But once you lose Devin Bush and Bud Dupree, uh, those are two massive parts of that defense. And, you know, the backups just are not as good as those guys. Uh, McKinnon jumps in. It was beautiful. Love seeing the Steelers lose. Ryan said, it's like what Chris said. Big Ben can't throw down the field. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, K-Storm said, Pittsburgh, sorry ass has killed my hard-fought teaser bet before my eyes. Brown Yeti, the Bills will take that two seed and make it to the AFC Championship game. I've said it all season. Ryan said, are you guys going to do an NBA show starting December 22nd? Uh, no, we'll talk the NBA here and there, but no, 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 no. Yeah. That that it ain't our NBA show. That ain't our thing. Uh, go go no. and check out the guys over at SBR. Um, they have got a fantastic NBA show. Jam and J Money, like he's he's great. So go and watch them. They know what they're talking about. They jump in there every morning talking about this stuff. We we just watch the NBA here and there for uh, for fun. Like we'll watch yeah. the Grizzlies. <laughs> so so, but getting back to the Steelers, I, yeah. I I have hated on them all year, and people just call you a hater, but they don't understand. I, it's not because I dislike this team. It's because my eyes are telling me they're not really good. I know the record says they're great, but my eyeballs have told me they're not good. But the record is is set up against, I mean, this schedule is putrid. Look, the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, the Browns, um, the Titans, the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Bengals, the Jags, the Ravens again, and, and that was a COVID Ravens, and they did not really dominate anybody, and... You know, and then they lose at home to Washington. They go on the road and they get kind of dominated by the Bills. Like, yeah, it, this is an okay team that can win a game if they if they can find a way to drag you down into the mud. Yeah, that's about it. They they can't dominate anybody. So right. is let's what it is. Yeah, let's go ahead and and jump out of this thing. All right, go to winningcureseverything.com. Do us a favor. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere you need to be subscribed. That includes the podcast. We would certainly appreciate that. We are building 
Uh, <laughs> Brown Yeti said, your hate is well-founded, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that. I would say that. But yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We are trying to grow that as much as humanly possible. We certainly appreciate it. With us doing these early shows, that would be the easiest way for you to listen in and listen to what we're doing. Uh, you can subscribe everywhere else as well. YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitch, whatever, if you want to check in on the live shows. Um, we've got, you know, a lot of stuff coming up. It's, uh, it's a full December of football, and we are going to be covering every bit of it. SBRpicks.com slash NCAAF. We're going to have a video for all the different bowl games, etc. cetera. Uh, just go search out SBR Picks on YouTube and check that bad boy out. Uh, if there's nothing else, Chris, I think we can go ahead and get out of this thing. Yeah, I don't um, see anything breaking. I was trying to check to see if anything popped up, but no. Nothing other than that Pac-12 championship game, yep. I don't believe. So we will uh, we will leave it on that. We will be over on SBR Picks on YouTube tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. And we would appreciate it if you would join us over there tomorrow. We'll be back here on Winning Cure, uh, Winning Cure is Everything, WCE. I wanted to say both at the same time um, on Wednesday. So we appreciate you guys. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully we can cash some tickets tonight. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.